This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. It's our program of pleasure, about dining, dining in, dining out, about eating, having a glass of wine, cocktails, even down to such tiny things like the onions and the uh, olives in your if in your cocktails. So there's always something to talk about when it comes to the, the matter of taste. And uh, we have a, a, an interesting assortment of people uh, who uh, uh, do our program all together, the three of us or four, or maybe sometimes we get even more than that. Marianne, hello. Hi. What are you drinking there? What is that? I'm drinking cranberry. Cranberry, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Cranberry mm-hmm. juice. Cranberry juice, yeah. Anyway, she is here. Uh, I am here, and we, and you are here, really. All you need to do to make sure that that is acting uh, is Speak to up. just call us. Speak up. Speak up. 260-6368. 260-6368. Call right now. We'll put you right on. You can talk about anything you want having to do with food or even close to that. And so uh, we, we'd love to hear from you about uh, whatever it is or cooking over at your house. That panting is the doggy visiting. Yeah. <laughs> Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We threw out a couple of things, all of which fell with a loud thud. Yeah. Oh, yes, one of which was your your uh, culinary epiphanies that you might have had in the course of your life. I'm trying to think of the culinary epiphany I had you know when what? I discovered that coffee will not ever be part of my life. How come? I I hate it. You don't like coffee that much, much like, to say. I really hate it. What do you hate about it? I I consider it a vile taste. I realize mm. that is extremely unusual, but I remember desperately trying to like coffee in college, and I literally cannot get past uh-huh. a taste. Well, uh, you have to put up with my coffee every morning, and it's uh, the least of my troubles. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be the answer I ought to shut up with and just let it go after that. But uh, but I'm there making my coffee every day. Yeah, it's I, not a problem. I love the mm-hmm. way coffee smells, which is really kind of interesting because your sense of smell and taste kind of go together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the way it smells, but I really can't deal with the taste at all. In fact, I think I might be kind of allergic to it because I'm very yeah. hypersensitive. If there's a drop of coffee in something, I can taste it. Hmm. Yeah. So you want to get some uh, food factory to hire you as a as a as a super taster or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I'll add exactly. that to my list of things to do. Well, there's nothing more to do these days. You know. Anyway, chicken. We were talking about chicken. Well, actually, I we just were. mentioned that someone wanted to talk about chicken on the show, and I think he had a very valid point, which was last week we did something on nomenu.com about 
uh, Desi Vega, which has no chicken in the house at all. And I thought that peculiar because I thought everyone had chicken in the house, but they don't, as it turns out. And uh, this guy wrote us to say that he never looks for chicken anywhere because it's always stringy and tough and gamey that, and you know? really unpleasant. And I totally get what he's talking about. I, I have that experience with chicken myself. If you want to, uh, if this is uh, for everybody who might be listening right <clears> now, if you want to see if that is would be your bag uh, as well, uh, a way to do this and and figure it out is uh let's see wait we we to try, huh? <laughs> to try it i'm i'm about to move on though tom i was just saying that this was what we had talked about last hour but and then someone uh came up with a um a report on hippie kitchen which has too many items on its menu which to me is a dead giveaway of a bad experience about to happen and then I was talking about missing your acerbic Tom mm-hmm. on uh, which is sometimes visible in the almanac. So I'm going to read something from the almanac unless oh. you want to. No, go right ahead. You can read it better than I can. The Ritz Carlton. Mm-hmm. The Ritz Carlton opened today in New Orleans in 2000. The location was ideal. It was the former Maison Blanche building, which for nearly a century was the most prominent building on Canal Street. It was fortuitous that the building, a facade, featured the building's facade featured lion's heads similar in design to those on the Ritz Carlton's logo. In the previous two decades. The Ritz-Carlton's hotels nationwide were almost the definition of the top of the industry, that the hotel would include a top-tier restaurant was a given. This was clearly the aim of Victor's, an historic restaurant name from the 1800s in New Orleans. Where where did that come from? Uh, It was uh, right around where Mr. B's is now, uh, maybe about a block away from that. Okay. Its menu featured an all-evening wine dinner created at the whim of the chef, featuring extremely dear ingredients and astounding plate presentations. I enjoyed this dinner on two or three occasions as the place tried to establish itself. This was not to be. The magic that the Ritz-Carlton created in other cities refused to occur here. It was not due to any deficiency in the food wine or service but in two trends in the restaurant scene in those years the first was that any customer sophisticated and wealthy enough to get victor's program was the kind of person who knew that you don't go to a hotel restaurant when you're in a great restaurant town like new orleans i have something to say about that Hmm. second the young adults coming of age in that time were clearly rejecting formality and dining They knew good food when they ate it, but they were more likely to go for simple fresh food from the emerging local food markets. Victor's never did well, and then its original chef left. He was Australian, wasn't he? Mm, He was from somewhere else. As a matter of fact, he was Australian and really big there, or something about him that was distinctive. The promise of the early years was gone. Today, the Ritz-Carlton's flagship restaurant, Miss M. Bistro, mm-hmm. in the space that was Victor's, is not much more than a convenience for hotel guests with ordinary yeah, Creole it's, eats it's, at high it's, prices. It's not terrible or anything like that. 
But if you're looking for the absolute top restaurant in town, there are places where the hotel restaurant is the top-rated restaurant in town, but not in this case. Of course. Uh, Isn't uh, M Bistro where Matt Murphy came into prominence in town? No, he was at Commander's first. Oh, was he really? Yeah, and and then he moved over there. To, to, he was at M Bistro at some point, though, right? He was. Yeah, okay. he was there quite a while. Okay. In, in fact, um, there was a a, a, a a voting that took place, and two of the places that were in the running were, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. We were just talking about him. But anyway, the the other option was the 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 sheriff, the sheriff, the. Uh, Rest, uh, uh, the the guy okay. who was running the kitchen at the com- at commanders, yeah. okay. and uh, and then it you know he the other guy got. Let's the go deal. to Steve, who's on the phone. Oh, Gregory, I'm sorry. Okay, hi, Gregory. Oh, hello, Marianne. Hello, Tom. Hello there. Come on in. Hey, 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 hey. So you, hey there, you're the wing woman. You with the? You're the oh, you're, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're the wing woman instead of the wing man, right, Marianne? <laughs> Oh, great. That's that's great. And we could just call well, I'll go have a plaque made about that. I love it. Go ahead, Gregory. No, I, I heard the top of the show. We could just call Tom the wing nut. That's all. Um, <laughs> oh, well, now that I, I'll go along with. Um, I love it. Go ahead, Gregory. I was going to. I'm going to talk about a couple of things chicken and something else that y'all mentioned. Yeah, um, everyone calls I, with a I, list, so go ahead and get to your list. Okay, I'm going to get to my list. Okay, well, since since the most recent was about Victor's, I had the uh, pleasure of going there just one time, and it was delightful. It was just about six months after the uh, hotel had opened, and it was a big thing for the wine and food people to come and, you know, enjoy. And it was, you know, it, it, it wasn't cheap, you know. You know it was like a hundred and something dollars a head. Yeah, it was but expensive. It, it was quite expensive, but... um. They uh, really gave you a tour of some of the guest rooms, and they gave you a tour of the suites up there, where at the top. But that building has a lot of, you know, sentimental value to me, especially Tom. I think WSMB yeah. started on the top floor of that sure. building. Sure, that's, that's where it was, and it was there for yeah. its last broadcast too. And uh, so was I. I was. Uh, wow. I, uh, I, you did the last broadcast. I did the last broadcast yeah. from in there. That's terrific. I, I do recall you saying that before. I think you still have one of those old-fashioned mics from there, don't you? I think I'm you. using I'm one using right, it now. right now. <laughs> oh, you still have it. I hope you do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's terrific. And the other thing was about the Valley High. I remember the last ride. It was 1983, Marianne. was the okay. last ride at Pontchartrain. Well, you were close. In August. It was in August. It was at the end of the summer. And it was really bittersweet. I was 21 at the time, and a lot of us kids back then, I suppose, would try to go almost every weekend that we could before we closed. And uh, the Valley High wasn't a place that I went to very often, but I had been there several times. And they had a thing called, they had this one dish on there. I remember it was made with, um, they had noodles, and it was like a breast of chicken, and it was roasted or bread. It was called hula hula chicken. And the hula hula mm-hmm. was the pineapple <laughs> rings and cherries on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, done in soy sauce. Fake Polynesian all the way. Oh, uh, that's it. Hula hula chicken. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it wasn't bad for a kid, you know. I mean, I ate it. it uh, I thought it was pretty well, good. Well, it was also the times, too. It wasn't, you know, that was a time when that kind of thing would have yeah. been, wow. Certainly was nice. Um, what, I think the first time I went there was about 18 years old as well, you know, when I was first able to go out and take a date with my own money, you know. 
It's a lot of enraged uh, hormones there, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it was a it was a cool setting because you could take a date to the um, Valley High. You'd get there about six o'clock, and then the rest of the night you'd go out and ride the ride. And it was Uh very nice walking along the uh, walking along the beach. And And uh, just a lot of fond memories of that place. I know it gets. I know it gets a lot uh, of. And, and to some uh, some of the people who would be riding those uh, rides, they would be so screaming and fine. <laughs> yeah, I I remember a couple of uh, uh, yeah. dates in which that happened, and I thought, gosh, I hope I'm not taken to jail or something. I mean, this was, she really wasn't digging it. Me. That fortunately it happened never to happened you. To me. The same thing no, happened to you. No, no, that fortunately never happened to me. Never. <laughs> oh, good. Me and my date getting I'm, sick I'm, after we I'm had very it, happy you know, to hear that. But uh, we didn't always eat there. Like I said, I've only been there, I think, three or four times in in, the, in that place's entire existence. I, I know my father had memories of it from the early 60s because the reason why it was called Valley High was because of that the uh, famous musical South Pacific. That song, Valley High. When, when, you know, when did it get island. started? When did that, what was the opening? 1960, okay. the, uh, the Bats opened it. And it was okay. 1958 is when the movie uh, South Pacific came out. Okay. Man, something Tom should know well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, you know, Nellie Forbush, and I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair and all that stuff. And <laughs> one of the great actors in that film, one of the great Yul actors Brenner. in that film, no, no, Roy Ray Walston from the French Quarter in oh, New Orleans. Wow. Ray oh wow! Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> that was uh. one of his best roles. He ever he, he ever did, and of course he made dozens and dozens of great films and even musicals. Um, that's just my was he was he today. was he my favorite Martian? That, that's him. He played the Martian. Yeah. you know what? My son lives down the hill from a. It wasn't him, but someone very prominent in that television show. And the reason yeah, was, they discovered... Uh, uh, Bixby. Bill, uh, <clears throat> Bill Bixby was the star, and Ray Walston played the Martian. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know who it was, but anyway. Okay. Oh, they okay. discovered this connection when one Sunday people arrived by the hordes to park on the street and started walking up the hill. And they finally, their curiosity got the better of them, and they went up the hill to see what it was. Up on the hill is this really cool mid-century Jetsons kind of house. And the person who lived there, who was in that show, had just passed away. And they were all there to buy the memorabilia from that show. Yeah, that's what I always heard about him. Uh, and, and he had been in theater as well as TV, a lot. Sure, he was in theater. He was in musicals, and he and he uh, I'm, he made movies with everybody from Cary Grant to you name it. I mean, he was yeah. in a in a, a lot of comedies. He was mostly a comedic actor, but who knew he could act, also sing and dance? Back then, yeah. to get into show business, you had to be a hooper and a singer and a dancer yeah. or whatever. And, and yeah. with good reason. And, uh, yeah. But very proud that he was from New Orleans. Anyway, that was the inspiration for the bats to uh, oh, was that open right? that little Polynesian restaurant. Yeah, it's a true no story. No kidding. And, um, See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. And um, and the hula hula chicken was really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hula hula chicken was really, really good. Wow, wow. <laughs> anyway, I just had to chime in. Always love listening to you guys. Well, we love when you call. Thank you, Gregory.
So long. Bye. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We're going to come back to the subject of Ritz Carlton food because I have much to say about it when we come back from the break. WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, anything on your mind? Looking for a place to go tonight or tomorrow over the weekend? It's, I know we're just getting the day, st- the weekend started, but uh, there's plenty to, to, to keep us uh, wanting this to stay alive. We're well get- on our way to a buffet kind of show, and it's not our fault. Yeah. We're, we're throwing them out there. By that, do you mean the dog? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean the callers. No one oh, calling well. on these topics. So I will fill in some of the uh, missing pieces here by talking about the Ritz Carlton. Yeah. You know, I um, travel a little, as you are quick to mention, <clears throat> and one of the things that I've noticed about Ritz Carlton as a brand, it certainly does is, have that. Is that the food is not very good in a hotel of that caliber, if you choose to stay in the hotel for dinner, maybe they just assume no one will choose to stay in the hotel. But there may be reasons that you do want to choose to stay in the hotel and get some dinner. It's extremely hard to find food in a Ritz-Carlton that is worth eating. Yeah, well, they you know Anywhere they they uh, are, are aware of that, uh, and uh, I, I've spoken to many uh, people who work for hotels and and the restaurants that come with them, but they say that th- they all tell me the same thing. It's we ha- we have the the restaurant, and if, you, if someone checks in and they've been tired, they've been flying all day, uh, they want to just hit the rack and then maybe go out and have a light li- dinner. Great for that. But if you're going in there for the top end greatest restaurant place in the history of New Orleans, you are not going to find anything particularly great. It'll be nice and comfortable and all of that. But that's if you came to New Orleans to look for really great food, that is not the place you will find it. I'm not only talking about New Orleans. I'm talking about Ritz-Carlton as a brand. And when you say a light bite, it's hard to find a light bite in That's a Ritz true. Carlton, in my experience, they're, and they're not terrible. <clears throat> no, but, they're and, and they're, they're not, not good. Yeah. It's not good, and it's uh, and and you may indeed have been flying, and want to just kind of go up to the room after a, a drink and a bite. It's not that easy to get a bite. That is something that they should work on. Two six zero six three six eight. It's my little tirade about Ritz Carlton because what you've written here is kind of. A, I think, a brand-wide situation, and not just so much in New Orleans. Remember the old, remember the old Maison Blanche building. We How have, could I forget we it? We have great memories of that. Mm-hmm. Riding up in the elevator with the guy uh, who was the elevator operator with the page boy. I remember him. I remember being in his elevator with him, and I don't remember his Let, name. Let's see if you can remember what his title but he was. But was cute. Because there was the, there was the. I don't. If that's been that's how long it's a long been. time ago. I mean, my gosh. The, this uh, just to give anybody who can't uh, visualize this, because I had to use it every day to go. Well, if up. it was 2000, it's not been that long. Oh, I, I know. If it's if it's 2000, then that's only 18, 18 years. So did they? But I guess they renovated for a while. So they I did, would say we're talking maybe 20 years that it's been closed. Well, yeah, in 19. Uh, 
90, let's see, 1989. Probably longer than that. It, uh, it, well, that I, I would arrive there every day, mm-hmm. and I would take the elevator, which was operated mm-hmm. by an elevator operator. Yeah, until the very end. And he would just, and, and you, you no pushing of buttons. You had to wait on this guy. And they also had another part of their staff who was known as the... Uh, I had it in my head just it's a second. It's almost like a. It, it was. It, it's. It was the starter. That's what they yeah. they refused to. They refused. Uh, <laughs> they they were referred re- to them as a starter. They, yeah, they, they, no, it was like a, it's like a um a dispatcher. It was like yeah, a dispatcher. That's exactly yes. what it was. Except mm-hmm. it was all in one elevator shaft. Mm-hmm. So you would get in there, and the man would take you up, and he would take you down, and in between there was a guy who would tell him, "Hey, you go up or come back down." And it was uh, something from out of the past. I know. It's really weird to still have that there, as late as it was. I would guess that the probably the renovation of the Ritz-Carlton to transition it from the Maison Blanche building, which was an iconic medical building and the department store. Okay, wait. This is, did a you nice know what? job of it. You know it. what? I remember taking the kids to Maison Blanche department store before it closed. So this would have been in the 90s that it probably closed. And then I would guess it probably took like five years to renovate that building. So probably 1995. You were probably up there with the elevator operator as late as that even. Yeah. Katrina had hit there a little bit too. So uh, it wasn't to the extent Did of- they, they, they were, no, I know they were opened before Katrina because I remember staying there. I remember we stayed there once. And I, I totally agree. I don't think that this Ritz-Carlton has ever reached the status of the other Ritz-Carlton's out there. I do like their spa, though. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's 260-MENU if you would like to chat. And if not, we will just go on to having a buffet of a show. And don't feel not? bad. This happens sometimes. Yeah, well, that's life. Anyway, let's uh, see. Where did we go to eat over the weekend? Uh, you know, but, but before we get to that, I just wanted to, we were looking down just a few minutes ago on the uh, almanac here. Yes. And one of the things I have in or maybe did I leave it out yet? Anyway, there's this great drink you can make called a, uh, it, it, ta- it was a, an alcoholic hit, uh, but it tasted like a snowball flavored uh Drink. Pink. Yeah, but nectar. Nectar. And you and, had a uh, snowball over the weekend. I did. Yes. I it's still in the freezer. Yeah, how did you know that? Because I live here. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that's that took me by surprise. Tom walked into the living room over the weekend and said, I feel like a snowball. And I did. And so uh, Mary Lee and I were both here. Mary Lee had an incredible cake she did over the weekend. Anybody want to see Mary Lee's artwork? It is uh, Instagram at Mary Lee Cake Company. Yeah, she's uh, my daughter, and she, among many she's other things, quite the artiste. She, uh, yeah, the, she, the, those cakes she does are unbelievable. Yeah, so she had a, a wedding cake, a three-tiered wedding cake, and she had a groom's cake. Made of dobash, and wow. and there's an undertaking. Yes, but more important, it was a camouflage crock, 
Apparently, the the groom is into wearing Crocs with camouflage prints. So she made a cake of doberge with uh, an outside exterior of a croc. And and it was absolutely riveting to watch her do that. And uh, so anyway, she was working on the cake, and I was uh, in the living room, and Tom walked in to say, I feel like a snowball. So he went out and got a nectar snowball and took about six bites out of it and then put the styrofoam cup in the freezer where it remains. Well, I've been putting a, a dent in it uh, pretty often. It was pretty good. Snowballs are, are underrated, I think. Well, they're incredibly sweet. And Very you really, sweet. And you and really dig tons of sugar. Sweet. Yeah, that's like your staple uh, diet. I've been told that before. But yes. look at me, you know. <laughs> Look at me, I'm as helpless as... You see, I'm just... I'm as... Uh, you know, I'm okay in terms of losing helpless weight and stuff. Helpless as... <laughs> no, I'm... A, I'm a, you know, everybody always wants to know, what's... You know, what are you doing to, to yeah. get your... And I, I tell I, them the I, truth. I've heard that, yeah, a few times. I've only lost 80 pounds. I know. I knew we were going to hear it again. I knew yeah. there was no way. I think I've heard that 80 times 80. I've heard that well, statement. You know, probably some of us are very ambitious, and some of us are just 80. you know straightforward. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. We went to Cafe Lynn yesterday for brunch. Uh, I think that place is good. Did you go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 you know, it's a really good thing I think it's, that I have a healthy self-image because things uh-huh. like that would be disturbing to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I, I sat next to you for the whole meal, Tom. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'll never let it happen. I again. find it amusing rather mm. than insulting. Anyway, uh, I love their crab claws. I think they have really good crab claws there, and I've taken to doing something that I really should not do and what's that which is to not let that crab claw don't swallow the claws that's that's yeah well that's kind of that's i'm surprised i ordered all the crab that i did but um to not let the uh sauce just sit there or go in the garbage so i asked for a little side dish of pasta to toss it Mm mm-hmm and they and they sent some fettuccine out, which was really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they had a crab cake that I ordered with eggs, and um, I was really disappointed in it. Mm. It was one of those deep fried things, which I I hate for a crab. Cake. Well, you know when it, when when there's a crab cake or a crab uh, or stuffed and crab, it's under twenty dollars. And I know it's I always I always ask. So, yeah. All right. What do you really have here? Do, are we talking about claw meat, or you are we talking? You can tell by the price. Oh yeah, that's if the usual. price is under twenty dollars, you're gonna get the fried thing. And you know what? I wasn't paying as much attention to it as I should have been, but um, when it came, it was even less than I expected it to be, mm. and which is surprising because I think that's a really good restaurant, and I've had terrific things there. That Trinado special that they have is absolutely uh-huh. killer. Anyway, it's a sleeper. It's a, it's a North Shore restaurant, which doesn't help it right. particularly, but it's uh, it's really good. It's called uh, Cafe 
Lynn. Lynn, L-Y-N-N. Yeah. Anyway, you had a scallop dish, which you liked very well. Too much pepper on it. but Oh, other really? Than, yeah, but only by a uh-huh. little bit. And uh, and the quality of the scallops themselves were very, very fresh. Very, yeah, it looked good. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, had a lot I, of them. Yeah, and I, I love that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, that was uh, that was sort of an underwhelming lunch on a number of oh levels. this was a, a lunch you went well, you brunch or brunch brunch yeah, yeah. Right. but i i made the mistake of making plans knowing that the saints without mm. realizing that the saints game would be on and i kind of wanted to see the saints game yeah did they win they did they did but not in the way that they have had to a few times which is by field goals they actually were blowing out the Buccaneers. Oh. Anyway, 2606368 is the number. That music means that we have to go off for a minute or two, and uh, you are listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. And now, if you will, hello there, welcome back. It's the food show, if you believe it or not. Uh, the, the concept is very simple, and we hope you will uh, give us a, a, a say or two. Our telephone number is 2606368. When you call us, we can talk about restaurants, we can talk about cooking, we can talk about cocktails, about anything, any matters of taste that you might have. Share it with us because we're always on the lookout for some really great food somewhere. We know there's plenty of it out there, but sometimes it's hidden behind uh, little hiding places. A curtain. A curtain? Yes. A curtain on you. You wanted to talk about music to eat turtle soup by. You know, there's an interesting question. What is the right kind of um, uh, music uh, to eat turtle soup music by? Music to eat turtle soup I don't by. know, but you no? say in your almanac that it would be Sherry Baby. Sherry! That, why should that be any different? I'm thinking, why did I throw that out there? Because uh, I should have known uh, it was going to go that way. Yeah. Because it, today in 1962, the Four Seasons song... Sherry made it to the top of the pop music charts. It became the group's most distinctive record with the falsetto lead vocals of Frankie Valley and the good harmonies by the other three singers. Please sing it. Hmm? I think Doug was saying, please stop. Okay. <laughs> Today in nomenu.com. Who was on the phone? Stephen. Wait, I thought Stephen was out of town. Not till Hello? Wednesday. Ah. Not till okay. Wednesday. Not till Hello? Wednesday. What? Not till Wednesday. Till Wednesday. You are going to be here yeah. until um, Wednesday. All right. Yeah. Good to know. I'm going to miss the show on Wednesday because my flight is like 322 or something. I think <laughs> you'll live, Stephen. It might yeah. be a buffet. You never know it. Yeah, look like today. Buffets. Like today. Okay. Not a buffet, but a buffet. Well, I may upset Gregory, but I went to Station 6 the other day and walked out of it. <gasps> um, Why? I looked at the menu and didn't like it. They were busy, but I looked at the menu and I didn't like it. I felt like I was in uh, New Orleans, scared by New York City. Well, wait, was that the first time you'd ever been there? It was the first time I'd ever been there, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I love it. Yeah, it's it, great. I just... We uh, love it. Uh, the quality of the of the fish in particular, and then the lady who runs the place is just brilliant, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Was what You said it was crowded? It was crowded. It was lunch, but it was late lunch. Uh-huh. The place uh, remains packed. It really does. Yeah. They fill up that parking lot all the back. time. Yeah. 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 
Well, I'm sorry, Stephen. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah. you have to give it another try, but maybe you don't have to give it another try. Sometimes yeah, you no. don't have to give it another try, you know? That's anyway, right. what else is on your list? Um, I guess it's Michael from Seattle. Hadn't called today that I know he, of. He, he it's wrote, not Michael. It is Alan. Alan, okay. He wrote me okay. a note today by email. Saying I'm not calling today. No, he didn't. No, he... Uh, <laughs> Had a, had a couple of things. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, he was saying that uh, that uh, your listeners need to be uh, more more into it, and it's like I sit out in my car in ninety nine <laughs> degree heat. Am I not into your show? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? That email was ridiculous to begin with. And then your commenting on that is ridiculous. I We are not worthy of such devotion. I'm going to tell you right now, even when we're firing on all cylinders, we are not worthy of such devotion. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, I'll probably but call you from Delaware. But you are putting in the hard work, that. Stephen. I'll give you that. What? And, and I'll call you from uh, maybe even Hershey or Delaware yeah, while I'm please? gone. And, so, and have your mother anyway. say hello. We'll we'll yeah. talk to her about how Stephen okay. keeps our our show going. All right. Yeah. Well, have a okay. great time. We don't hear from you well, before I'm then. What's the latest on Duke? Yet. Oh, I'm sorry. To, Go ahead. I was the first customer in Duke's. Oh, he's Friday. open. Yeah, that's here. what I heard. Yep, I thought. Well, I'll play Marianne today and be the first one in the door. <laughs> <laughs> when and, when did he open? Friday, Friday at 5.30. Duke, I cannot believe you did not call us and tell us you were open. I've been afraid to check with him because he was in such foul spirits the well, last he, few times. Yeah. He knows, well, he I've been wanted telling people opening. for a long time, don't go to a brand new, just now open restaurant for anything. They, they yeah. The restaurants don't even want you in there because... Uh, they, I'll they bet you know Duke wanted him. At the be- I'll bet he doesn't. At, at the beginning, when you first open up your restaurant. Yeah, we've heard this, Tom. Stephen, how was it? It was good. Uh, and I went back Saturday. Wow. And I got there at like 5.15, and the dining room was almost packed. Good. Yep. Great. So All right. uh, his, at least his cash register ring. Matter of fact, I sat down with his mother for, she sat and talked to me for about a half an hour. So. Uh huh. Yeah. She's very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, they so also what did have you short have? Ribs. You oh you did was it good? I yeah I had spaghetti primavera on on uh, on Friday, Friday. Uh-huh. and Saturday I had a uh, hamburger, uh-huh. and after I ate the hamburger I ordered an order of French fries and so they have Antoine's French fries. What like the the puffy, oh, the real, um, really crackly kind, the really yeah, yeah. Did yeah, they, they puff really? up? Yeah. Good. Of course, they were eight dollars, okay. so I think that's what they are to Antoine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, souffle potatoes. He's serving souffle potatoes. Well, Everybody's I ordered serving French fries, and they, they came out souffle. Uh huh. So, okay. Anyway, but they have short ribs on the menu. I noticed for you. Okay. I will have okay. to go and get some. Yep. And um, yesterday I watched Channel 12. I'm sorry, what, Stephen? I watched Channel 12, and they had a one-hour show on pie 
restaurants throughout the United States. Oh, and yeah? Your, your conversation on pies the other day. This, okay. It went all over the United States. Looking uh, for pies, old-fashioned yeah. pies? Old-fashioned And what did pies. they come up with? Well, they had a lot of them. I mean, they had enough to do an hour show. Yeah. Did we? Do they have any from here? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. They they did. Was they there an area of the of country? Those, Go ahead. What? They had several shows, one right after the other, that were an hour long by the same guy. The same uh-huh. speaker was was on it. Uh, mm-hmm. And there was a New Orleans restaurant, but I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but also, uh, you said you don't like coffee. No. You don't like the taste of it. Not at all. Well, I have found I add whipped cream to coffee, and it tastes like chocolate. Mm. So you might try adding a, a fair amount of whipped cream. Which is not really fattening. I mean, there's not much, much calorie in whipped cream. <laughs> I don't know by what standards you measure that, Stephen, but I think yeah. it is. And let me ask you this: What would be the point in doing that? Why would it be not better to just start out with chocolate and add the whipped cream? Well, because it's a stimulant from the coffee. And Doctor well, Oz said we, everybody should too. drink. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Everybody says you should, or Dr. Oz says you should drink two cups of coffee a day. Okay. Well. Okay. And chicken, you know, I'm going home, and I, there's, I'm going to see 180,000 chickens in my, uh, in the backyard on our farm. So, well. Don't bring any we, chickens we here, Stephen. Well, I don't get any from there <laughs> because they're. You know, all those chickens stay up on the East Coast, so I don't get any unless uh-huh. my cousin invites me over for dinner and they just went out to the to one um, of the hen houses and no, grabs a chicken. No, no, I don't want to hear about that. I like my food removed from such things. I know it's a head trip. I yeah, know it's but stupid. Also, but... the reason Desi Vegas might not have chicken is because the possibility of cross-contamination. So he doesn't want that because every time you touch chicken, you got to go wash your hands or hope it doesn't fall over into the steak. If you, I had to say, go ahead, what, Tom? You don't uh, wash your hands between everything you do in the kitchen? Well, yes, but, I mean, when you're dealing with beef, you're dealing with beef. But when you yeah. pull chicken we out, actually, everybody always runs and washes their right. hands after yeah. they use chicken. We actually knew someone that invited us to their house a few times for dinner and then grilled chicken and then put the grilled chicken back on top on of the where the raw chicken was. Well, that's that's someone who doesn't know anything. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and that, I didn't want to go to dinner there again. I, and with no, good reason. Yeah. Anyway. And, and, and even worse is, uh, is uh, turkey. Yeah, it was. But, uh, wait well, fortunately, it was only chicken. But, you know, she did wind up with some sort of parasite later. I found mm-hmm. out. Anyway, uh, what else do you have on your list, Stephen, on That's that note? It. I'll probably talk to you tomorrow. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you for calling, Stephen. Okay. Golly, Bye-bye. that was a long list he had that time. My this, goodness. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. What's uh, our, our sponsors standing in line waiting to hear? I don't think we have any. Just the one just that we did. I, just the others, thought i The others checked. are taped. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I wanted to throw this out. Throw it out. 
Is it is it in, old chicken? In no, <laughs> no, in no menu. Oh, what, wait, getting back to Jesse Vega though. The reason that Jesse Vega does not have chicken on his menu is that he doesn't have to have chicken on his menu. He's got a very nice menu of a perfectly fine size. And he's doing everything that he's doing very well. So you don't really need chicken. You know, it's like do what you do well and then leave the rest alone. Uh, and, you know, there is there are, are reasons you would go to a, a chicken restaurant. And that main reason is to eat, eat some chicken. chicken. <laughs> and there is a reason you go to a steakhouse. It's to eat some right. steak. That's why that's and, what the waitress and, said. And this is the way you she do it. She said this you, is Desi Vegas steaks and seafood. And so you, shut up. It's, and, I mean, she didn't say that. And but. if you go to a restaurant and looking, you're really hungry for some veal or some uh, fish or whatever, you go to the fish, you go to right. the veal. You That's don't right. uh, say right. uh, this uh, $92 yeah. uh, dollar, uh, something is uh, it's not very good. Did you good. notice that Doug was listening on the last call? We caught you listening, Doug. Doug jumped in on something Stephen said, so he does listen. He hmm. professes to not ever listen, but he well, does. Oh, we need more professors. Anyway, sure. um, in nomenu.com today, there was a piece about semolina celebrating National Pasta Month. Apparently, everyone is celebrating National Pasta Month. And uh, it's just all their specials. But does anybody ever eat at semolina now? I mean, there's only one of them. I know, I know. But and you know, back I, in. Go ahead. I, I went there about. Two years ago, and that's it's safe to say there's not a lot going on there. Well, it's just pasta. But you know what? Back in the day when they opened, it yes. was kind of a phenom. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. It was. It was it a was. huge success. Yeah. And then, of course, as the years went by and, and pasta became, you know, sort of a pariah in the diet world. They call the winds pariah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, the other, there's only one semolina. But you know what? There, There's something to be said for uh, a good old dish of pasta. There oh, is. sure. Uh, we it, had, it still warms the heart. Uh, Mary Ann and I, uh, and Mary Lee, too, uh, we went to uh, that little place just inside of uh, Covington. Oh, what's the name of that? They It's on up on the second floor. You go in. It's uh, Coffee Rainy. Coffee Rainy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we went up there, and uh, I had uh, the turkey. No, excuse me. No turkey. Uh, crawfish Monica. Crawfish Monica. Is exactly Which right. was ice cold, I thought. Did it, it come to the table cold? It was pretty cold, but it not was too bad. cold. Like it was cold it, when it I had it. It wasn't ridiculous, uh -huh. really. but it was. Uh, the, the whole thing was much better than anything I've had to eat there. I, it has ne never been one of my favorite places. I don't like the complete lack of service. I mean, they do it on purpose, and they probably adjust their prices for that, but. Uh, this one was kind of a big difference. The salad was well. That was good. because it was it was empty. It was Saturday night. Yeah, that must. And be there were only a handful of people in there because Coffee Rainy is not a place you would go to on a Saturday night. And so you liked the fact that you got a little extra attention. Yeah. Well, there was something else that was giving its attention to me or I to it. Right across the street there, right across Boston Avenue. <laughs> There is a please a, no. There is a house. Please no. It's a what? I don't want you to say this story. 
What story? Go ahead. I mean, I, I'm, I'm mildly intrigued in a way where, you know, like you cover your face, but you take two fingers and you spread them so you can just sort of peek. So what, I, what I'm doing metaphorically is my face is covered because I know where this is going, but there is a macabre little interest of where exactly it's going and so i'm going to i'm going to let you finish until it becomes too embarrassing go ahead please tom finish store i'm not sure what it is that they sell but they sell balance they sell whatever it is that they're selling i'm i women's clothing it's women well that would explain why i've never been there but uh right across the street from the restaurant we were talking about they have uh (laughs) Uh, these mannequins standing in the windows. As they often do, and, uh, always do, in well, fact. I, I kept looking at it, and just the way it was set up, it, it looked like there was mannequins. A, a, a guy standing there and protecting the building or something. I just couldn't get my head around it exactly. Of course, then I was told by Marianne, <laughs> you know, giving me a gasp and saying, okay. You're an uh-huh. idiot, you know, just, and I'm used to that, so it's uh, no big deal. So but, all's right in the world. But uh, I thought that whoever put that together, uh, I thought it was a great uh, little visual that they put Well, that's there. what mannequin, uh, that's what um, window designers get paid to do, get your uh-huh. attention. Well, whoever did that one did a good job with it. Okay. As if it made a whole lot of difference. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was a great Windows display. Tell me. Uh, the Fortnum and Mason window displays are just incredible. Oh, They're man. just incredible. But you got to go to London. <laughs> you do. This <laughs> is a weird story. And believe so, me, I so know a friend of ours is in London right now, yeah. which is my favorite city. And whenever you ask a question about something to do, in, like I, there are people who know that like LA is a favorite city and and London is a favorite city. So they'll ask me, you know, what's to do here, you know, tell me something. <clears throat> so when when someone asked me about LA the last time, they got like 12 texts <laughs> and then I finally had to make myself stop. And so the same is true of London and I I sent a, a few suggestions, but of course Fordham and Mason might be like my favorite retailer in the entire world. So I told her to go to Fortnum and Mason a few months ago, and I was just thinking about them being in London, not even sure when the trip was, and I just started thinking about them being in London this morning. And so I texted her again, and I said, don't, I know you're probably coming up on your trip, don't miss Fortnum and Mason. And then I said two other things in that text. And then about half an hour later, I got a text back and she said, you're not going to believe this, but I'm actually in Fortnum and Mason right now. Mm-hmm. So it was like telepathy, I guess. If you're thinking about someone, they could be thinking about you too. But um, it was just a weird thing that I would text her while she was actually there. Anyway. I thought that was funny. Two six zero six three six eight. You have three minutes. Three minutes, and I'm putting a burden on you, callers, for a last ditch effort to take our show from buffet status. Well, I think it's too late. I think it was just a buffet kind of show. Well, what would you do? Well, with a dazzling call. 
Oh, I a see. dazzling, show-stopping, finishing call mm-hmm. to change this from just a eh, kind of show to a mm-hmm. something better. Mm-hmm. It's too late, though. Well, I, I think I, it's just been one of those kind of shows. Well, sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. But it's uh, we're just getting... Well, you know, you can only give 100%. That, that's true. That's all you can do. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Well, then yeah. let me brighten mm. your day. <laughs> Here comes Jiminy Cricket to try and save the show. Yeah, because see, to... Doug, you are listening. Don't try to pretend you're not. Uh, oh boy. Anyway, today is National Chocolate Covered Pretzel Day. So Ugh. there you go. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I, I, that's. I'm a purist. I don't want empty calorie processed foods. To be pretzels are not. You, come on, pretzels are pretzels not. Pretzels to downgrade are real, my favorite food real item. What? Food. Now, do you, do you prefer the hard pretzels or the soft pretzels? No pretzels for me, thank Why you. Why not? Come on. I I would. You know what I should do with pretzels? I should dip them in coffee and then throw the whole thing away. Mm, that's very uh, productive. Thank you, though, for trying to save the show, Doug. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we have come to the end of it. That, uh, that I can vouch for. Tom but is we, off to sing. I'm off to walk the dog. I hope you're off to have a great meal. And to see us tomorrow, because we'll be here tomorrow and the day after. Actually, we'll be in the studio tomorrow. Oh, we are? Yeah. Oh, good. Doug, you got us in studio tomorrow. Have a great evening, everyone. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Good night. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.